let you watch that? Who let you watch that? Who let you watch that? Podcast, 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 podcast. Hey, how's it going? My name is Gabe Martinez. And my name is Andy Diaz. And uh, we are two uh, humans, and <laughs> this is our podcast. It is called Who Let, Let You Watch, watch that. that? That. There you go. Who Let You Watch That? Who, who Let You Watch who, That? Who? Yes, exactly. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. This is our first episode. We are very excited uh, to be doing this and to be chatting with mm-hmm. each other today because the, we there's no, no other people know about this. This is the first episode. <laughs> It's been a it's been a long time coming. I, we came up with this idea many 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 moons ago. Um, I thought it was much sooner that we thought about this, but looking back through emails, it was uh, like four years ago that we. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if there's one thing we learned, it's that you and I are always on the cutting edge of getting things done. Oh man, we're go getters. That's totally it. It was like. And you're being very sweet, my friend. This was totally your idea. Um, uh, all we did was, you know, or all I did was uh, maybe help flush a few things out. But this was definitely <laughs> Andy Diaz's thing. And I was shocked. I was just as shocked as you were that it was like four years ago. <laughs> I, ser- I thought it was like, oh, yeah, like last year. So I mean, we we definitely have – there's some people that have come into this world since then that – we've created like kids have come into this world since we first started talking about this so yes we have both made humans with our wives with uh, our wives <laughs> not each other we didn't. talking about doing this thing <laughs> they, totally, life yeah. situations have changed <laughs> yes they have well hey um yeah my name is is gabe Mar- well not you dude i'm going to talk to the people that are listening to this we already know each other but they don't know who we are so oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gabe martinez i'm a writer and a filmmaker um and uh yeah i I love crazy wild movies the crazier and more 80s tastic the better um and yeah so excited to be on here andy yeah my name is yeah my name is andy diaz i am i'm a student of all sorts of things i'm a i'm a teacher i'm a i'm a manager i work in the world doing all sorts of things but when i'm not doing that I'm thinking about the movies that I watched as a kid and I spend so much time thinking about those movies and you know what? I think it's, it's about time that we start talking about those movies, Gabe. It is very important. And you know what? It's about time that two guys get together and talk about movies on a podcast. I, I think that's brave. I think we're doing it. It's very brave. This it's is hashtag brave. brave. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely. I when I hear you say that, I all I can think of is me too, Andy. Me too. <laughs> this is the wrong direction that we started this off on. <laughs> so this is different. This is not just going to be uh, yeah. another podcast of two dudes talking about movies. Thank you for that lead-in, Andy. This is called "Who Let You Watch That." So yeah, we're going to talk about crazy movies and and all that, but we're also going to dig into, uh, you know, the the stories of who let you watch these insane movies mm-hmm. and get a glimpse, uh, you know, into our lives and uh, in, in the future into our guest lives and, and learn a little bit about their childhood and their, their crazy parents, guardians, or whoever was the person that let them watch this thing and uh, exactly. hear some fun stories. And the, honestly, 
the goal is to relive the trauma of youth through movies, right? <laughs> Indeed, yeah. You and I both grew up in, it was a wild time, the, the late 80s, early 90s, even the early 2000s. It was a much different world. It was literally the, well, it wasn't literally. It was the Wild West of letting your kids do whatever they wanted. And yes. as we revisit these movies and look at the past, there's going to be some questions that we, uh, we need to ask our parents yeah. and try to figure out what were they thinking right. and why did they, why they let us watch the things they let us watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Well, hey, uh, we've, I, I have to say I think we did the greatest job ever introing this podcast. I think now everyone listening knows exactly what we intend to do. Mm -hmm. um, it will go off the rails immediately, I'm sure, <laughs> but that's our intention. Uh, let's jump into it, man. We Dude, watched a rad movie. We both saw this as a kid. You have a way cooler story than I do, but uh, this is our first episode, so we have to you know, start it off with a bang. We've got an amazing movie, and Andy, I would love for you to, uh, because it's your story, buddy, I'd love for you to intro, just give us the name of this movie, but before you give us the name, I have a challenge for you. Okay, I want to hear it. You need to describe this movie mm. in five words or less. Okay, five words or or less. Cyborg police fights crime. How many was that? Four? That's four, dude. That's pretty I good. It. I did it. All right, you listening <laughs> at home? Did you get it? I mean, it's probably the title of this episode, so <laughs> yeah. you probably got it right You probably away. have already read it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's RoboCop, baby. RoboCop. The most violent movie that you have ever seen, ever. Even by today's standards, this movie is graphic. Yeah. Yeah, there's basically like the Carl Urban uh, Judge Dredd. And <laughs> I mean, that's insane. And then there's like the stuff coming out of Japan. Other than that, yeah. I don't think anything today holds a candle to Robocop. No. And this movie was made, you know, 30, oh my word, 30 some odd years ago. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, Neither it's one incredible. of us are about to do math right now, but it was made in 1987. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible that this movie still can affect in that in that regard. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah I mean, art directing every. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it's it's incredible. This movie is so rad. If you haven't seen it yet, we encourage you to pause this. Don't <laughs> listen to any other podcast, but pause this. Go watch RoboCop. And then come back and listen to this. And hopefully, yes. you know, you have a lot of fun hearing us talk about it. But uh, you can, I mean, ho I, I, it's my wish that you grew up seeing this as a child, just like me and Andy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think some of these things will hit home. <laughs> Most certainly, man. All right. Uh, Andy did the, the he, he described it in five words or less. I am going to go to uh, the... Uh, the trusty IMDB, and I'm going to tell you all what this movie is about, according to uh, the the filmmakers or the the you know, Orion Pictures who put this thing <laughs> up. So, the logline is: In a dystopic and crime-ridden Detroit, a terminally wounded cop returns to the force as a powerful cyborg, haunted by submerged memories. That's a mouthful. It, it truly is. <laughs> and it gets into that other stuff of, of this movie, you know, because Cyborg Cop fights crime. That's just one layer. This this movie, 
in, for all its violence and stuff, actually has a lot of <laughs> a lot of things that I <laughs> read about researching this movie a little bit. Like, oh, that's some of the stuff he was trying to go for. We'll we'll talk about that in a little bit, but we'll uh, we'll bring up that. Yeah, so it, that's it's, a little... there's a lot too. I mean, listen, uh, Paul Verhoeven, Verhoeven, Verhoeven. I think is Verhoeven. How pronounce it. Yeah, I, think it's I was watching. I was watching a um, a YouTube thing trying to figure out what it was, and I heard. Paul Verhoeven, Ver I, Verhoeven. Yeah, I think it's Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. yeah. Paul, uh, uh, I'm so sorry because you are truly an, an incredible filmmaker, and we should really we should know how to say your name at this point. <laughs> You're very important to both of us, and uh, we're doing a super terrible job saying your name. So very very sorry, but legitimately. <laughs> You're one of my favorite directors. You're incredible. Um, he has he has made some other fantastic movies that we'll probably talk about on this on this podcast. Yeah, I'm sure we will revisit. I mean, I wasn't a kid when I saw Showgirls, but I definitely <laughs> I think I was like 12, so uh, maybe 13. But anyway, I mean, and I gotta throw that out with it because I, just real quick, I have to throw that out because I also think that's a very fun movie. Um, yeah. Boobs aside, it's so ridiculous. I love it. But anyway, RoboCop. Spano. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, RoboCop is incredible. All right, the year it was released, 1987. So to put it in perspective, 1987, yeah, the world is insane. It's nuts. Uh, you know, Andy, do you want to throw out a couple of things about this? Yeah, um, uh, so uh, released in 1987. Now, did you know that this movie is set in the future? It was 1987, but it's set in the year 1991. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I just thought like alternate reality. I didn't get nope. that at all. That uh, I saw that in the trailer. I watched a trailer and it was like the year is 1991. It's the future, and it was like what has that happened? Was, it was just a it, couple years later. Yeah. <laughs> like 1987 to 91. That's not a. The 80s the eighties were rough and they thought they were going to just fall off a cliff immediately. Uh, I get Detroit was going to fall. You know, I mean the, they've made Detroit to be the worst place on earth. Detroit, a beautiful city, but <laughs> <laughs> he also thought that robotics and cyborgs were just going to yeah. take off. It was just going to be insane. Just the advancements that were going to happen yeah, in those four the years. They're like, ah, oh, in five years from now, uh, you know, three years after the movie's released. Yeah, this is probably going to make sense. <laughs> Cybernetics will be right Cy here. <laughs> 80, and everything's still just the 80s. It's, it's so good. Yeah. Um, directed by, like you said, Paul Verhoeven, um, the director of so many just great other movies. Starship Troopers, which I did not realize. So that oh, was, yeah. dude, so many great ones. Mm -hmm. Um Written by Edward Newmeyer and Michael Miner. Mm -hmm. I looked up who they were. They have done a bunch of RoboCop stuff. It <laughs> looks like they worked on some other, uh, the television show, the animated thing, uh, the uh, the sequel. Really, that's it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> they, that's really, couple that's what they wrote. love robots. <laughs> and they just, they, they wrote about them as a team. And they didn't do anything else, <laughs> which is, hey, which is fine. If you are the writer for Robocop, that's all you need to do. I mean, um, you're, you're yeah. forgetting, though. I mean, there's really, I mean, who's our boy? What's his name right here? I'm, I just looked it up. Michael Miner. Yeah. Michael Miner also wrote, and this one we can't 
forget at all, my friend. Oh, uh, he wrote Lawnmower Man 2 Beyond Cyberspace. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Job's Revenge. <laughs> I think that movie has I think that movie has two uh <laughs> two subtitles. I'm sure I'm and sure it does. <laughs> we'll talk about Lawnmower Man 2 on another day. <laughs> um Let's talk about the stars of this movie. This All right, this movie is is star studded, my friend. Leading it up, we have Alex Murphy, RoboCop himself, Peter Weller, the incomparable Peter Weller, a man that is <laughs> needs no introduction. He was in this and Buckaroo Banzai, and then a bunch of TV shows. Yep, I mean that's that sums it up. I have to say, um, I, spoiler alert: we rewrought we rewatched this movie in preparation for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I was blown away at how striking Peter Weller is. And I'm not yeah. making fun of the guy or anything like that. No. Like the dude, especially in like the eighties world was a model for all intents and purposes. <laughs> uh, I mean, the dude has the most like alien like features, like jawline and cheekbones and everything. It's just like this guy looks like he was sculpted like he he's yeah. I, he's got such a cool look and uh, peter weller honestly buddy you're you're legitimately badass we love you but like Dude, peter well yeah he's the man yeah he is- you're rad but i i watched it and i was like oh my gosh like he is so especially then like you know he's this young hunk back mm-hmm. then when he did this and he was so striking i was like man that that guy's like a, a crazy like model like he is an alien model so. i feel like some of that those looks now are coming coming back and everything, everything, you know, is, comes around again and again, but that sort of like chiseled sort of look is, is, uh, is what's handsome again. Yeah. So if Peter Weller was young now, he'd be out there just living it. He'd be the new Harry Styles, dude. He, I was going to say the Harry Styles, man. Mm-hmm. They got that same sort of jawline almost. Right. Yeah. Um, All right. Sorry to cut you off. I just dude, had to no. say that. <laughs> um, he's not second on the call sheet or anything like that, but I feel like the second biggest star of this movie is our boy, uh, Kurtwood Smith. He plays the bad guy. Clarence Bodiger is a top 10, top five even, villain and just such an amazing bad guy. And looking at the movie, I mean, he's just a drug dude. He's just like a kingpin sort of guy who gets his hands dirty and he's fantastic. And it's, it's like Kurtwood Smith. It's, it's Red Foreman. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, I love his character so much because yeah. on the page, I'm sure it's just like, all right, he's a drug dealer and like, you know, local, local bad guy. Like that's kind of what he is. This guy just chews the scenery and is mm-hmm. so, um, so incredible. And like, he's just, even back then, which is crazy that he still had a career, yeah. uh, such a long, you know, a, a, a career that has spanned decades, but Back then, he was like an old, bald, kind of nerdy <laughs> dude, you know. Yeah, it's like he looks—he looks like he should be, I don't know, a CPA or something. But. Yes, yeah, or he should be playing like the part of someone's dad, you know, yeah. who who hangs out in the garage is this mm-hmm. guy. But and and no, he's the most badass out of he's, everybody. He's he's licking grenades like he's he's fighting robots. It has a badass gun. Yeah. <laughs> Just, He's incredible. He's so good. He's so okay. So again, I stepped on you again. All right, yeah, Man. Kurtwood. He deserves to be called out. Absolutely. Who else you got? And then I also have uh, Nancy Allen played Lewis and and Lewis, um, Annie and Lewis. 
Annie I, I think it's Ann. I, I swear that he RoboCop calls her Annie, calls her Annie at yeah. the end. When he's um, eating baby food and stuff. Yeah, Lewis. Um, yeah, Officer Lewis. I, I, I know her from this movie. You know, she had a you know pretty decent um, list of movies and credits and everything. Um, found out that she was married to Brian, Brian La Palma for a couple years in there. Oh, Brian De Palma? Brian De Palma. And yeah. Um, yeah, really, you know, I don't know much. I, I know her from RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, uh, same, dude. And uh, also equally striking, um, you know, a, a, a great actress and, uh, yeah, you know, a fantastic. lovely woman. I I got to give it to the 80s because, uh, you know, clearly she's, she's a lovely woman. I'm not putting her down in any way at all. But her haircut was even by 80s standards ridiculous like super ridiculous <laughs> like it literally like her haircut looks like an old-timey baseball glove just super glued to her head like that's what it is and she's like you know she's <laughs> they made she, some choices for her look yeah they yeah. they did i mean when we first meet her she's she's like the badass of all badasses like yeah beating up uh the the person she's coming bringing in, yeah. in you know yeah whoever it is like crazy fist fight, like Charles yeah. Bronson fist fight. Just kicking you know? ass. Yeah, she kicks ass. She's awesome, and uh, you know she she knows what to do. But I just thought, like, man, that's like the leading lady in this film <laughs> who has a football or a baseball mitt on her head, <laughs> and she's just gonna do that the whole time. No, <laughs> oh, dude, for real. Um, she, but she's so fantastic. She is. She gives the the movie a, just a, just enough heart, and yeah. it's. Uh, Oh, she's she's a treasure. She's a treasure, uh, except also she's the reason for RoboCop to being RoboCop. Yeah. She's responsible for Peter Weller's death. Yeah, she really is. I'll I'll she, get into that later, okay. but that's 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 the bombshell I want to drop on this. That you know, we're playing the blame game over here. Oh, Lewis is absolutely to blame, and I will tell you why. But anyway, please. Um, you That's know, I have the, good. I mean, who else you got? Do you have anyone else that we need to bring up? The, I feel like those are the big hitters, you know. But we Absolutely. also have um, the guy. Uh, his name is Bob Morton in the movie. Um, the actor's name is Miguel Ferrer. Ferrer F e r r e r. Ferrer. Ferrer. Um, Ferrer. Ferrer. Um, he's the guy who is the Omnicorp, um, Omni Consumer Products uh, person who is green lighting and making RoboCop happen. Yeah, he's, After, the, he's uh, the the vice president of like the, the yeah protected services thing. Yeah, he was he's the one who jumps on it right after Ed Two Hundred Nine <laughs> destroys a human being in front of everybody. Murders he's like, everyone in the boardroom. <laughs> um, we have that guy. You know, he's been in some other things that we love. Hot Shots Part Two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and just a bunch of TV shows, uh, NCIS and things like that. You know, he's a face you've seen around. Um, He's great too in the movie. He has some great lines with the dude that plays Dick Jones um, in the movie that are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then he, yeah, he uh, he bites it, you know, halfway through the movie in the best Kurtwood Smith's like best scene in that whole movie when he <laughs> blows him up with one grenade. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> That's After really shooting who... him so many times in the legs. <laughs> in the legs. <laughs> and the dude yes. is so casual. He screams at first, and then he's just like. Ah, you shot me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, you know, but there every single person in this movie is fantastic. The little roles, the big roles, uh the the other uh OCP uh I didn't write down his name, but the black dude who um 
is who robs Bob OCP. Yeah, no, he, the not the not the chief, uh, the OCP uh, executive. Oh. That's Bob Morton's friend. He has maybe like two lines in the movie. He talks about like it tastes like baby food. His facial expressions are the best facial expressions throughout the entire movie, and just yeah. everybody from bit parts to big parts. Everyone's a star in this movie. Yeah. Everyone is acting their balls off in this movie, making really <laughs> big choices. It's so good. It's so good. It is so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the, uh, you know, the above the line group. I just got to throw it out. I mean, real, real quick yeah. shout outs to uh, art directors John Marshall and Gail Simon and uh, production design by William Sandell. And then, of course, uh, the in, the incredible uh, Henry Alvarez for his sculpt of uh, RoboCop. I mean, just amazing art direction, am- amazing design work in this film. Like, holy smokes, did did this movie define so much of what what the eighties mm-hmm. ha- has become in recent memory? It's it's yeah. crazy that like this movie and a handful of others, you know, Terminator, of course, being one of them, like. When you think of like, you know, post-apocalyptic, when you think of like, oh, what is the 80s version of the future? It's like this movie set the tone. It's, it's yes. incredible. So, all right. But hopefully from our little discussion here, you listeners have, have determined this will not be a mov- uh, another like movie review podcast. We're done talking about like the big stuff. We'll we go gave in you the and, and talk about some of the other things. But – I mean that that's it. Now we need to hear, okay? This is you heard who some of the players were, all right? You you met us. Let's jump into this whole thing. Andy, you've got a story. Uh you saw this movie when you were a kid and I did. You know, I, we I have to hear it. The listeners have to hear it. Tell us uh all, all about this thing, man. Like tell set the scene, buddy. All right. So I was doing the math on this cuz this movie was a movie that Myself and my family and my brother, we loved this movie growing up. This was one of our favorite, favorite movies. And I was trying to figure out why. So I was kind of like looking back, looking at pictures, family pictures, looking at timeline and everything. And best that I can figure, this movie, I probably saw this movie in maybe 1991, 1992. I was probably about seven, eight years old, maybe, when I saw this movie. My brother was even younger because he's two years younger than me. So he was a little, little guy. He was like five, six years old when we saw this movie. And looking back at this movie, I don't know what happened because there is a cartoon that came out about this TV show or this movie. They made it a cartoon for kids. It was aimed at kids. (laughs) And and it was one of those things that I think my parents – let us watch the cartoon first. And we're like, oh, this is fun. We went to a a police, a police like carnival sort of thing one time when we were little kids. Uh-huh. And so we we went and we waited in line. And my brother and I, we got to meet Robocop. We met a man and we have the pictures of me and my brother sitting there with our thumbs up <laughs> next to Robocop. This was marketed at least by the time I was seven, eight years old, you know, years after the movie came out, this was geared towards kids. So we were taking pictures of RoboCop. We're having a good time. I think we saw RoboCop two 
first. If I, you know, this was a long time ago. Yeah. But I'm almost certain that we saw RoboCop 2 first. A lot of things growing up, I saw the sequels before the originals. I don't know why that was. It was just something how my timeline ended up with these movies. I saw Terminator 2 before I saw Terminator. I saw yeah, RoboCop. Same. I, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. RoboCop 2 before I saw RoboCop. So when we went to the, the- when we went to not Blockbuster, uh, or maybe it was a Blockbuster, when we went and rented this movie for the first time, the 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 box art for this VHS movie is fantastic. It's just a robot standing next to a police car. And you would look at this and be like, this is awesome. This is a badass movie. I need to <laughs> yeah. watch this movie. Yeah. So we we rented it and we brought it home and we sat down and we watched this incredibly traumatic, gory, <laughs> horrific sort of movie. And the main reason behind all this is just because dad wanted to watch it. There's a lot of the things that we, we, we found out. The reason that we watched a lot of these movies is because dad wanted to watch these movies. Yeah. So I, I, I imagine your, your situation was the same. We were little kids. We were around. We, you know, we didn't have anything else to do. Right. So we, we would just watch the movies with our parents. They right. would throw it in the VCR and we would sit down and we would watch this movie. So yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> other than Disney and like Ralph Bakshi stuff, there wasn't mm-hmm. kids stuff. There weren't kids movies. There wasn't, you know, there were Saturday morning cartoons, and that was about it. There was, you know, the Muppets yeah. and stuff, Fraggle Rock. You know, it's like you had a handful of things like that. But movies, yeah. no one was making movies for kids. You know, Jim Henson <laughs> would come out with a gem every couple of years. You know, and even in retrospect, those movies are nightmares. Yeah. You know? they are. <laughs> They're full of just nightmare fuel that you would yeah. just put into your child brain and right. it's going to twist it and morph it into that thing that now lives under your bed. And you're going to be scared of David Bowie popping out of your closet. <laughs> we all love David Bowie, but we as kids do not need David Bowie popping out and singing to us in the middle of the night. Maybe we do. I mean, we, we do. if that actually happened, yeah, I'm sure the world would have been a better place. But But the thoughts of it happening, I think, were enough to ruin our childhood <laughs> yeah. so uh so dad wanted to watch it dad wanted to watch it so we sit down um and we watch this 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 movie that is probably the first time that i heard words that i had never heard and i saw things that stuck with me that buried themselves into my subconscious and <laughs> you know influenced the way that i uh began to play and incorporate things into the way that we would play games and have fun out in the neighborhood just and and influence like our dialogue and stuff uh and and do all that um what about what about you when was like the time that you saw the saw the movie so i also had to sort of think back and 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 look at the timeline and everything like that and uh uh, like you, I'm near positive that I saw RoboCop 2 first. And okay. this is not a uh, – we're not talking about RoboCop 2 in this episode. But no. I got to say, like, I was going back and thinking and, – and a lot of my memories of watching it as a kid, and I even asked my mom. And okay. my mom was pretty great because my mom's response was, oh, I would have never let you watch that. And I laughed. I was like, <laughs> you absolutely did. I remember vividly. I was like, maybe it's RoboCop 2, uh, but 
I think it was RoboCop one, Mom, and and so we had uh, an awesome video store uh, around the corner from our house, and uh, that was the thing, you know, like yeah. a, a Friday afternoon, my dad would pick us up from school, and we'd go to the video store on the way home, and be like, all right, like what movies are we gonna get for the weekend? And yeah, you know, uh, as I got older, that was an awesome thing, and I'd go ride my bike and do that. But yeah, as a kid, we'd get all kinds of stuff, and. I pieced it together that when we saw RoboCop, I think I was around like your age. I think it was around nine and it was like, Oh, that, that looks rad because our, 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 uh, our video store friends would, would have the posters for whatever was out that weekend, you know, like whatever was new release or whatever, they would have that. And also that I love those, those wonderful people, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Chin, um, mm. they had the raddest uh, poster collection ever. And they just, when I was a teenager, they just gave them to me. So I had all these like <sighs> amazing posters that they'd saved forever. And I, yeah, I'd been going there for, you know, for a hundred years. Anyway, I remember seeing like you, the amazing cover art, the poster art and just being like, Oh yeah. my gosh, it's a robot. That's rad. And my dad, I don't mean to make generalizations, but my dad was, you know, hardworking Mexican dad. Uh, and was like, yeah, all right, robots, that's cool, you know? <laughs> so we got it, you know? Like, he was he was just like, I don't know what that has to do with being Mexican. I guess, listen, I'm sorry, I'm Mexican, and, and we Mexicans are into robots, yeah. so, you know, deal with it. So, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, like, so we, we saw this thing, and it was like the Friday night family movie, put it on. My sister's four years younger than me, Oh so my gosh. I'm, I'm sure she was like around because we always when we when we committed to actually do something as a family, we did it like the mm. whole time. And <laughs> I, I I just I remember vaguely like sitting and watching this movie and and just kind of being shocked like <laughs> whoa cuz we we very religious household growing up uh and and there was my mom likes to say like that kind of language didn't exist, but when my dad got together with his brothers and watched like literally anything, you know, football or whatever, they were just cussing left and right. So there was okay, a lot yeah. of F words being thrown around. But in my mom's mind, that didn't exist because I was in the other room, <laughs> even though they were yeah. screaming at the top of their lungs. You know, I know boxing was a big thing when I was a kid. Like they would watch <sighs> boxing fights all the time and uh, get the pay-per-view and, and yeah, have yeah, people over. Yeah, yep. they'd have everybody over and they'd just all be s- screaming and swearing and stuff. But anyway, so like hearing it in and and seeing it in the movie uh, was just like insane. The violence, I remember this, and I called my mom out on it. The violence of RoboCop, my mom dismissed when we were watching it, because my mom did hair and makeup for years. My mom worked on a few movies, so my mom like would tell us this, and it was really cool when I'd watch scary movies with my mom because she'd see I'd be freaked out, and she would then like as it's happening, she would tell me like, Oh no, no. So that's a guy in a mask and he's on these cool, like, you know, uh, aluminum stilts and they did all this and that's the, you know, that's latex and they did this and that. So she was like oh, the coolest man. person to watch a scary movie with when you were a kid. Cause she'd make it not as scary. Um, and you could just really enjoy it. And with RoboCop, I remember like she was telling us like, that's not real. That's an actor and it's everything as Peter Weller's getting blown <laughs> to bits and his arms are flying off and stuff. And she was, like, telling us, like, that's okay. Well, I was, like, nine, ten years. You can't, mm-hmm. 
you, you can't in real time like process that because you're seeing a dude get ripped in half by shotguns <laughs> while everyone's just literally saying like the f word at his face. Um, uh, which, by the way, we're gonna end up cussing on this thing. I think both you and I have been really good not cussing yet, so I'm we're just gonna I'm just gonna say it. Like they're throwing fuck around like left and right. Like it's, let's get the fucks out. Yeah, they're... yeah. <laughs> we're gonna say it. we're talking about R-rated '80s movies. Like it's gonna happen. And they were um, dropping just fudge words everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and you kept saying frack. But, uh, so, uh, yeah, so that's what I remember. I remember, like, uh, when Murphy gets destroyed, I remember seeing that as a kid and being like, holy crap. And my mom oh. being like, it's fake, it's okay. Like <laughs> those, for- are, those are squibs. And you're just like a little kid, like, what's yeah. a squib? Yeah, what's a squib? Huh? Yeah, oh, in, just in- a squib. In my house, it was like violence was okay on on TV and film. Like violence was totally yeah. fine, but like titties were really bad. Like, oh man, we shouldn't look at titties, you know. So, Dude, so yeah, it, that's it what mu- I can recall. I can recall that, and then like mixtures of RoboCop two in there because I was uh, I think a little older when I saw that because I saw that on my own I think. But anyway, yeah. RoboCop one, Murphy getting blown apart. Watching it, mom telling me that it's okay because it's not real. Oh, my gosh. So, like, we're going to get into it now. Just, like, you know, how does this affect you, you know? You know, it's just you see these things. They're inside you now. Yeah. What does this do to you? I mean, so just starting off talking about, you know, Murphy getting blown away because, you know, it's a pivotal scene. You know, it's the main – the protagonist – dying in the first 10 minutes of the movie yeah on dying. his first day back to work or in the new precinct <laughs> dying violent the most violent death i had ever seen in my short short life yeah probably one of the first things you know that i ever saw like that and what it did to me is i took that idea of just this man getting shot to holy hell i took that and i incorporated that into games with my brothers so we would play you and your sister would you play just guns as a kid? Yes. Like, would you, yeah. It was just yeah. a game you played. It was just, hey, do you want to play guns? Yeah. It it'd, a, be, it'd be guns. And you'd like yeah. have guns. It wasn't cops and robbers. It was no. like, we have guns and I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Let's just shoot each other. So yeah. for me and my brother, Murphy's death, Robocop's death became an integral part of our play. So when we would shoot each other, our sh- getting shot at play acting kid stuff would last, you know, 10, 15 minutes. You would just get shot for five minutes. <laughs> and you would just be screaming. And your dad would come into the like bedroom just like, what are you doing? Because you're literally yelling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're screaming get, as if you're hurt. Yeah, as if I'm hurt getting shot. And then if you're the person shooting, all you're doing is laughing and like, ha, 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 ha. I'm killing you. Ha, ha, And you're making fun of the person you're killing. And this... <laughs> became just something that we would do constantly just every single day of just us making fun of this scene where this man is destroyed and his <laughs> hand is blown off into yeah, nothingness. Yeah, like immediately. Yeah. And they're just, you know, we, I remember like shooting my brother and saying the lines from the movie just yeah. like, "Oh, does it hurt? Does it hurt?" just like mocking him. Like I would take that and put it into my childhood play. <laughs> these six sadistic games just take it and now it's fun <laughs> yeah yeah that was definitely robocop was one of the ones if not the 
movie that 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 just burrowed its way into my psyche. Yeah. So when I would play guns with my baby sister, who was probably four or five, not understanding it, I just I would I would be mad if her reaction wasn't big enough when I yeah. shot her with the gun in the face. You know, I'd be like, no, this is. I just shot you. You're you're dead. Like you yeah. have to say a thing, you know. <laughs> Why is your head bouncing off the concrete? Right. With yeah. a sickening thud. Yeah. Come yeah, on. It was, it was crazy, you know, how 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 that, you know, yeah, made its way into my play. I didn't have I I was totally a uh, sheltered kid, so like I played with my sister and like GI Joes and that was it. And okay. So my sister wasn't giving me enough uh, feedback in the in the world of guns, you know, <laughs> when I was you know nine. So uh, that came much later. So yeah, I would play with her and be bummed out. So then I would just be in my room and oh, yeah. all the time. I would always find like whatever GI Joe looked the most robotic like and be like, yeah, this is the this is this is RoboCop and he's yeah. now he's gonna kill everybody. And RoboCop wasn't about revenge. He was literally a, like a police officer trying to do the right thing. <laughs> He was. He was. He, he is killed, and they they bring him back. You know, they they take this this poor man that is right. dead, and they resurrect him. Right now, they bring him back into the world to to fight crime again right. off the clock. Yeah, and, yeah, round the clock, round the clock. Just he he is gonna just be there, just right. doing it. You know, <laughs> were there? Um, were there any other aspects that sort of, you know, made their way into uh, your life? You know, like growing, like looking back, can you see, you know, maybe it wasn't directly RoboCop, but movies like RoboCop, like what did they end up doing to you? I mean, just the the dialogue, my friend. I mean, so much of Clarence Bodiger's just dialogue and just as like, as a kid and especially as a teenager, you look back at like some of the things that you would say bitches leave and just mm-hmm. these sorts yeah. of things like just became everyday phrases that you and your early 90s late 2000 people and friends would talk to each other like you know mm-hmm. and just things that are just horrible now in retrospect yeah um <laughs> it was a it was a different time man it was <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that, stuff that's, that, it's funny you say that that's the single biggest uh, effect that I think RoboCop specifically had on me. The violence was was gnarly, but again, like violence was, especially cartoonish violence like that, which was yeah. like shocking and crazy, was kind of okay. Like the I don't know, like my parents never really cared about that. They were just like, yeah, yeah well, it's fake, and you know it's fake. I'm like, I'm a kid. I don't know it's fake, but whatever. Oh that's, yeah, that's fine. But it was definitely like the language and the the way that you know Clarence Bodiger but also like all of the executives like everyone had the oh my filthiest God, yeah. mouth everyone was insane and so yeah dude i i remember shortly after seeing this movie i got a citation uh at at uh, <laughs> recess so the you know this if you're listening to this and you're you know i don't know if they do that anymore i don't know what what schools do nowadays if you say a bad word and it's heard by an adult but uh, you know, citations were these little like write-up things that you have to take home and have your parents sign and bring back. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in like the the line to line up to go back to class. I'm I had to be nine or ten. It was like right around when I saw this movie, and some kid was giving me guff, 
and I was like, oh. oh, dude, yeah. And I wasn't like a tough kid. I wasn't going to fight, but I was going to say nonsense. I was going to run my mouth because I did that constantly. And he was yeah. doing yeah, something. Yeah. I don't remember what his offense was, but I remember <laughs> vividly being like, what the shit, you, you, you stupid pussy? Do you, do you want to fucking go? And I said like that, okay? So I'm sorry. Bad language. I, I totally get it. But I said this as a child, and the, the citation lady was like five feet away from me. She didn't see this because oh I was performing. I was like performing at this kid. And, yeah. and he said, of, of course, I'm sure something vile back to me. I mean, that's how kids talk, you know, especially 80s kids. you know. Dude, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I remember her like... Pulling oh me aside gosh. and giving me the citation. I'm like, oh, oh, you heard that? Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's not what I was saying. It's, uh, it's from a movie. <laughs> yeah. It's oh my from gosh. a movie. You had to see it. It's called Robocop. It's a kid's Dude, movie. Just uh, you're talking about violence in your house. Like how like violence was kind of there. It was fake. Um, but like titties were something that wasn't going on. Nudity, sexuality. Right. In, in my house language was the big thing like we would see violence and stuff but like things mm. with language if we like cussed it was you would get hit in the head yeah it was the stuff that yeah. like i remember one time like i quoted a different thing it was the simpsons mr plow episode uh-huh. uh, where homer's like um what did ask? he's doing the plow and when the neighbor says like oh don't scrape the asphalt this time and homer says Kiss my asphalt. <laughs> I, I said that line to my dad one time, walking away, just oh. not not even meaning it, just me quoting a line from The Simpsons. Uh-huh. Kiss my asphalt. I'd even cuss, but I got hit in the head <laughs> to next Tuesday, dude. It was one of those things where just I was like, kiss my asphalt. My dad just turned around like, what the hell? And just bam in the back of the head, like. Me being a little kid, no, it's the Simpsons, I'm sorry. (laughs) So me hearing all this language in this movie, you know, words like iron butt, boner, (laughs) asshole. (laughs) These sorts of lines that that refer to each other. I had to learn that these words I couldn't say in my house. But as soon as I stepped out that screen door and started hanging out with my friends... (laughs) These words are going to come out because these words are fun. Everyone was an iron butt. <laughs> Dude, iron butt and boners. <laughs> I even called him airhead. <laughs> yeah, you got to love the, the Saturday afternoon KTLA Southern California redubs of these horrible R-rated movies. They would be the most <laughs> the, over-the-top those, ridiculous dubs. Those things even stuck with me maybe even just as much as the real movie. Oh yeah. You same. Know? <laughs> like when he goes into the, um, the liquor store and uh RoboCop comes in there, the first dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yeah. Um, and the, <laughs> the guy robbing the thing is shooting him in the real movies going, fuck me, fuck me. The entire the, time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> says it 50 times. Fuck me, fuck me. But in the KTLA version, it's why me? <laughs> Why me? Why me? And it just made it so fucking hilarious. That you would just you know, then quote that because it was even better. Yeah. You know, you, you you make a really good point. This is something I have to throw out, dude. They they throw the F word around. Yeah, it's said 600 times in the movie easily. Is it? Yeah. You know, but they say 
they say asshole. Like they put they put that word on a pedestal in this movie. Like it, it's it, they're constantly like you know uh, yeah Dick Jones I think is is the the president yeah. when he's like I, yeah. one time I even called him an asshole. Like that is used so deliciously throughout this entire movie. Like asshole is the word. Like that's the end all be all. Like fuck the whatever. The fuck is just like breathing. That's no big deal. The fuck asshole is, just a word is in this like movie. the yo mama. Like asshole <laughs> is the burn of all burns. Like can you believe that guy called me an asshole? <laughs> Like, they do seriously go back yeah. and watch the movie it's said like five or six times and every time it's like whoa there's like an air Dude. of reverence around asshole because <laughs> yeah when i was quoting that thing that's the big you know cuss word that he leads up to with iron butt boner yeah asshole it's just like yeah, what the one time fuck? i even called him the unthinkable <laughs> an asshole this guy's a badass. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm pretty sure they say asshole on PBS now. Like yeah. in kid shows. <laughs> like <laughs> They were saying it on the Wiggles the other day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I don't want to cut you off. Do you have another thing? I was going to say one of the most psychological scarring things in this movie. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I'm glad that it happened to him. That man that it happens to. He deserves it. I'm talking about the rapist. He. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know the scene. There's these two guys that are just going back and watching it again. They're just they're just screaming at a woman. I don't know exactly what's going on, but then they take it too far. <laughs> they, they take it too far. The screaming was totally fine. <laughs> the screaming's fine. They're brandishing a knife. Okay, it's getting a little edgy. But then they're like, let's see if the hair matches down there. Too far. Sorry. Cut that off. Sorry. And Robocop, yeah. Robocop does cut it off because seeing a man get shot in the dick when you are eight years old and you're starting to figure out what's going on in your body, to see something like that is something that sticks with you forever. And you realize, oh, no, someone's going to shoot me in the dick one day <laughs> it's gonna happen it's gonna happen like it's one of those things i think about that easily once a week just walking <laughs> around and i see just something like oh man someone could jump out and shoot me in the dick right now and it's over it is game over right now. Uh, I could just be a regular dude screaming at a woman like I normally do, and some asshole, some asshole could just shoot some, me in the dick. Some, I'm glad it happened to the rapist, but yeah. if I'm just – because I'm a loud guy. If I'm going around just yelling, it's probably going to happen. A RoboCop's going to jump out from somewhere and shoot me in the dick. <laughs> With pinpoint accuracy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. He, He's got he grids cut, for eyes. He cuts that right between the legs, through the skirt, blows that guy's dick up. I know. It's it's impressive. It's, it's impressive. So you mentioned that. That is, uh, that is of course, horrific. Uh, there is a great video online of uh, these two gentlemen that did that. We can talk about that later. Before... That came out. It had been so. Then that was years ago. Uh, There was definitely a thing in my mind where, like, I knew a guy. I hadn't seen RoboCop in years, and like when that joke video came out of RoboCop shooting a hundred dicks, and I'm sorry, I'm sure we'll talk about that. But no, yeah, (laughs) he needed to talk about dick. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. 
But I remember, like, I had convinced myself. I knew someone got shot in the dick, and it was probably a bad guy. But for some reason in my head, I thought there was a scene where, like, this lady was about to be assaulted, and instead she got her period. And, like, RoboCop was there for her to have her period. And I'm like, why is that a thing in my head? Like, what is it? When I rewatched it the other day, I was like, oh, that's why. Like, I've, I've mixed it together. Like, RoboCop shot the guy in the dick through her dress. There's a hole in the dress and then the blood. And I'm like, I think at some point, maybe in my teenage years, I forgot that a guy got shot in the dick. And I'm just like, yeah, there's that really weird scene where this woman has her period. And, like, RoboCop saves the day. I will call a rape crisis hotline. A <laughs> yeah. counselor. Yeah, and that always stuck with me too. When I was a kid, I didn't know what that meant, and so I thought like after he shot the dude in the dick, that he was like taking her away to like a mental institute because she <laughs> saw such a traumatic thing. Clearly, this was your fault. I'm taking you to a mental institution. Well, just because like her face, she's in shock too. So like yeah, it, yeah. as a little kid, I thought he was like, "You have seen the most traumatic thing ever. Let me take you to the mental institute so you can." <laughs> get better from this <laughs> like, i honestly thought that as a kid because i didn't know i just uh-huh. knew that this poor man <laughs> who turned out to be a rapist yeah who was a really bad dude and deserved to get shot in the dick but yeah, you know like bill cosby you know if it happened to him now it'd be like yes shoot that yeah. man in the dick if, i mean i i would at vote the time, to have that he done. Was a, he, at the time he was america's dad you know? yeah yeah back then <laughs> yeah <laughs> who knew that even back then he was a horrible piece yeah, of he shit. was horrible then just like in the movie <laughs> Yep. Hindsight, 2020. Exactly. We bring it around. <laughs> okay. In the event that we have a uh, uh, a sponsor, we should probably take a break for just a second. Okay. All right. Drop it. That are alive, you are coming with me. All right. So we're back from that little break. And Gabe. I know you did too. Um, I rewatched this. I rewatched this the other day, um, and I spent some time and I sat down and I rewatched this movie. You know that I've seen a million times to get it fresh in my brain. Um, no, yeah. Wh- what do we want to do? We, do we want to hit the major points out of this right now, or? Oh yeah. What do we? Yeah, um, I'll tell you. I I have a notebook here. Um, I I did two pages of notes. I won't read two pages of notes at all. Um, okay. You know, we've kind of we've we've talked about a couple of things. What I will say though is, before uh, I I share any of my thoughts from the rewatch, I tr- I sat down and I tried to remember. What obviously I know RoboCop, but like I tried to remember, you know, what I thought of RoboCop like when I was a kid. Really, mm. really like, de- you know, delving into my psyche and like what what were like the essence of things that I got. And here's just a couple of them. Um, Okay, here it is. Uh, Detroit is the shittiest place in the world. <laughs> like, that was the first thing that came into my mind. <laughs> it's like, there's no place worse on Earth than Detroit. And then, As a little kid, I thought Detroit was a made-up place because of how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. And then you learn, like, that's a real, uh, holy shit. Yeah, it's oh, a real it place. Is bad. It's a real place with, like, actual people and yeah you know people live in their lives great restaurants lots of cool rad stuff there but uh you know an incredible music scene but you're like dude it's the worst place on earth according to paul verhoeven you know um and then 
when you're turned into a robot, you eat baby food. Like that was another thing. It's like, well, yeah, that happens. Uh, you got to um, keep that or you got to keep that organic tissue alive, my friend. Right, you need yeah. simple nutrition. Yeah. And then there was uh, there's a melting guy who explodes when he's hit oh by a gosh. car. That always stuck with me. Which it's funny. Over the years, I've put that scene in like ten other movies. When I've thought about <laughs> other movies, I'm like, oh yeah, that's from Street Trash, or yeah, oh, yeah that's from Hobo with a Shotgun, or yeah, oh I th- I think there's like a weird scene in Alien. You know, <laughs> no, it's like it's RoboCop. I think um, it's from a Christmas Story. <laughs> Christmas Story, yeah. Oh fudge! I remember it vividly. <laughs> yeah, he runs over the guy, he pops, and he's so fun. Uh, and then. My last thought, which was me trying to think back to as a kid, like I I don't re- I didn't remember like finishing the movie with my parents. So as a kid, I just assumed that Murphy married Lewis at the end, <laughs> like they just got married because every yeah. movie ends with like a happy ending and stuff. So it's like, yeah, of course they got married. So that was like in my brain. None of that's <laughs> real. Uh, I mean, the guy <laughs> who explodes. Uh, he does explode. That that's, that's real. real. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, some like general stuff on the rewatch. Uh, best logo ever. Uh, the RoboCop oh. logo. OCP. Like ah, uh, again, it's classic. The, it's so good. It's so it's iconic, man. It's amazing. Uh, Ed two hundred nine is the coolest thing ever made. Like the coolest thing that's ever been made. Ever. Dude, I yeah. I put Ed two hundred nine's design up against the Terminator, dude. I think it's so it, rad. It, it's it's amazing and that first time that you see yes ed 209 and he comes out and that poor executive dude who yes there's just so many poor people in this movie just poor so and he's just hey hold this gun attack you know ed 209 this man gets turned into hamburger dude yes yeah i i wrote something down about this they used 200 squibs on this dude and loaded this guy up and just <laughs> blasted them all. 200. 200 squibs on this guy. They used Ziploc bags filled with <laughs> spaghetti squash to <laughs> make it look like guts and stuff were flying out of yeah. this guy. That's the, insane. The actor this, the actor in it uh, <laughs> afterwards had to like leave and everything because he had to go get medical attention because it felt like from those 200 squibs, like he was just getting punched over and over again. And he was just in so much pain that he has to go to the hospital. Oh, oh, oh. oh God bless that man. <laughs> it just, he gets ripped apart. Yeah. I couldn't believe after it was done that Dick Jones still had a job. You know, I'm just like, how is that guy not fired? The old man, the old boss literally says right after that, Dick, I'm really disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, you should be. Yeah, you just witnessed a murder in your boardroom. And, like, a few people said something, but most yeah. people were just like, oh, well. Oh, oh my gosh. It is <laughs> It is a scene. Yeah. Um, all right, so then uh, – all right, check this out. So this, this is my observation that I think blows the lid off of RoboCop, all right? Okay, what do we got? All right, Lewis and Murphy, all right, they're going to, to apprehend Bodiger and his gang, okay? They're yeah. in, they're in the, the, the warehouse, okay? The same place okay. where he is murdered just moments later 
and the same place that Lewis thinks is a good idea to bring him back to to recuperate at the end. Like, <laughs> hey, remember the place where you were ripped apart with shotguns? Let's that, go hang out there. That's one thing about this movie is you notice how many times they use that factory. Yes. That's a site that they got for free or something. They must have because they <laughs> yeah. filmed so much of the movie there. Yeah. They just, They're they like, this is back. rad. We're going to use this. It's fine. Let's go back to that place. We need more shots here. <laughs> yeah. Sure. We've so, used it like eight times. I don't care. Right. So, all right. They're, they they split off and they go, you know, like all partners do. They just they go, hey, we're, we're going to go catch the baddest guys ever that are cop killers. They've yeah. butchered 20-plus police officers. I'll meet up with you at the end. <laughs> and they go, yeah. all right, that's dumb, but whatever. <laughs> she, <laughs> Lewis, gets the drop on on the black dude that's in the camouflage, who has the yes. greatest laugh ever, who's laughing like a hyena the whole time. He's so, so good. Cool. He's so good. He uses some very problematic on PC language, um, but, you know, it's all right. They, he, they, it was the they 80s. They all do. It was the yeah. 80s. Yeah. So she gets the drop on him and she's far they're far away from everybody else. So she could have arrested this guy. She should I mean, honestly, she she probably could have he he was gonna bum rush her at some point. She could have shot him. She could have been the hero, okay? Instead, he I says <laughs> he says Lewis he's oh he doesn't know her name. So he goes like, Hey, he's got his hands up. He's like, Can I zip this up? Because he's taking a piss. He's yeah. taking a piss. So it's like, okay, his dinger is out, all right? Oh, yeah. She is a professional, and then she's like, I got to know what's happening under that camouflage, baby. I got to see. I got to know what's happening with Hyena Man's laugh and to see what he's packing, and she glances. And it is the woman's job in that moment to be a police officer, to be the consummate professional, to be a protector, to protect and serve. Instead, she's like, I gotta have that dick. I gotta know what it looks like. Maybe I'm gonna mess around with it when he's buckled up, when he's all cuffed, but I gotta see what I'm gonna get into. Let me see that dick. She looks at that dick and he sees as his opportunity. He's like, gotcha, bitch. Boom. Throws her ass off. And now Peter Weller is is he's he's defenseless okay he was doing his thing he goes and he gets the drop on a couple of bad guys and everything's looking good but who's there right behind him the freaking hyena camouflage guy who i presume has a gigantic dong but he's he's there that unfortunately never plays again in the movie but it is because Ooh, she, she gave into her she gave into her urges man she had to peek at the dick that got robocop well, I mean, that made RoboCop. So, I mean, that's Eve with the apple right there, dude. Oh, my oh, my friend, we could get into all that. So, actually, that's a very good point because something else that I was reading, oh. not to steer too away from, from yours, but that Eve with the apple thing, uh-huh. is that this movie, this is the story of Jesus. What? This is the story of a man, a humble man. That is sacrificed and then comes back resurrected just like homeboy Jesus. And much like homeboy Jesus, he then comes and cleans up Detroit. <laughs> it's all a metaphor, dude. <laughs> There's, there is a lot of there's a lot of articles written about the resurrection story told through Robocop. Yeah. There are a lot of things out there. So you know, your whole honestly, Adam and Eve, even the apple thing. Yeah. You know what, man? I thought you were doing some victim blaming. 
I think you have a point. I think yeah. I think I think you're going down the right rabbit hole here. <laughs> I I I said so she many great things. She was tempted by about... the snake. Huh? She was tempted by the snake. She was tempted by the snake, man. Mm, that, that guy fits definitely had his dick out. And I like to think that he just kept his dick out for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he cuz we, we never, never see him, him zip waist it down. We never see him zip it up. Yeah. We ne- we don't. <laughs> So, so what did he say? What's the line? Is it is it zip it up or mind if I Yeah, mind if I zip this up? Yeah, zip this up and he like kinda points and she does we we have a close up on her. She doesn't look. She doesn't She's look She's popping gum. She doesn't look and then she goes, Let me look at that dick and then he's like, Ah, I gotcha. I <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Why don't why doesn't he kill Lewis? Uh, he is so that- he thinks he did. Because he pushes her off like a three-story thing, and she just falls. oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right, she yeah. she falls and like lands on what he assumes because it's like a steel mill. I think he assumes that she just landed on like rebar and she's dead, yeah. or just the fall killed her because it totally would. <laughs> but <Man. laughs> little does he know, she landed on a bunch of pads and she's all good. Those those crooks though, they go from being chased by the cops to chillaxing. In a matter of minutes, dude. Yes, they do. They go into that factory, and they're just like, we lost them. Ah. And they just go (laughs) into chill mode hard. They all, just like Murphy and Lewis break up, they all go into their own spots. Yeah, they go to like, oh, I'm going to go to my chill chamber over here by myself. I'm going to the piss palace. (laughs) Yeah. I've been holding in the van for, for hours. It's a steel mill. There are there have to be OSHA regulates. There's got to be like 400 bathrooms there, you know, and the guy's like, no, I'm going to go to my special spot on the catwalk so I can yeah. piss down on you guys I'm three stories up. It's just there's nothing like pissing three stories up, like down a bunch of pipes, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I had other observations. Um, I mean, the, one of my biggest ones was the Robocop program is so reckless uh, they, they're literally like trying, or, uh, they're, you're working on his targeting systems with a pen. Like yeah. RoboCop isn't fit to walk yet. And they, as soon as the, he locks into the pen, they're all like, yeah, he's good. Go ahead. Give him some keys. Give him a car. He's going to go do his thing by himself. Put him, put him on the road. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> Detroit sucks. He, what's it? What's the worst is going to happen? You know? Oh my gosh, man. Um, something right off the bat that I started doing for for this podcast is I thought it'd be fun talking about the language. I started keeping a tally mark of the cuss words, just how many times they fucked, how many times there was fucks in there. And I got literally 10 minutes in until we meet Clarence Bodiger. And then every other word is fuck. I lost count and went, this is not going to happen. <laughs> and then, I stopped that endeavor immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you can't, it's crazy. The language is insane. It's not creative most of the time, but a couple of times where it is, it's just like, it's gold. Um, uh, so the, this one is, is something that I noticed and, and <clears throat> I didn't share this in the, how did this affect me, you know, as a kid or how did it affect me long term? Because this is this is absolutely true. This is not a fabrication for this podcast. The corporate dynamics that exist in this movie, the 
the you know the the you know the climbing up the ladder and the backstabbing and everything that's like you know that are the cliches of so many 80s movies of like this is what corporate america is like yeah. that stuck with me so much and i still think that it's real today <laughs> like you know i mean it is real definitely like, yeah I've, I've worked for big companies and it's totally real like i've never seen a person murdered in the boardroom but i mean like i've i've definitely been around and seen like coups happen i've seen like people lose their jobs because someone was super hungry and like came up and like you know just totally stabbed them just in the back it. and they lost their job as a result which is insane but like this movie with the corporate dynamics looking at that whole thing i that stuck with me like, oh, that's what it means to be a businessman. Yeah. You like you do coke and you like do wrong by people and you like kill people and that's what businessmen do. <laughs> <laughs> like totally that stuck with me so much until I was like a teenager oh and, and gosh, met my dude. first businessman, you know? I'm like, I don't it's think like... that guy does coke and kills hookers and stuff. <laughs> it's like the Robocop businessman uh from OCP and then um uh, the Wall Street guy Gecko. Like, oh yeah, those Gordon like, Gecko. Yeah, Gordon Gecko. That's it. That's yeah. th- those are what businessmen are forever in yeah. my brain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, dude. <laughs> totally. That was the thing that stuck with me. Yeah, and then my, my last thing that I'll share because I have a bunch of notes, but why don't they make computers and TVs with that data port hole that they made in RoboCop? <laughs> So I could take my data spike and stab it into it and learn everything. What is that? Who on earth thought that up? <laughs> that thing was designed. That was must have been designed by an art director because they knew at the end they wanted to stab Clarence in the neck and have all the blood in the world shower down on Robocop. <laughs> yeah. You see Peter like, Weller wince when, yeah. it, when it hits his chest. He's like, he wasn't <laughs> expecting that much blood to come out at first. And they realized... That needs to be practical in some way. How can we do it? I don't know. Data. They'll figure it out in the future. <laughs> yeah. In three years from now. <laughs> it's the future. They'll, they got it. They got this, dude. <laughs> it's the craziest. And it's totally just like, oh, yeah, of course. This giant spike. With this spike, he will learn the secrets of the internet. <laughs> you know? there, there's no ports or anything holes on that spike. It's just a solid... Yes, spike. It's a solid metal, like a steel spike. And it's, it's a, just like, it's a, it's a oh, spear. I'm using it to communicate. You know? Yeah. Oh, gosh, man. <laughs> uh, one thing that I wrote on here, and it was something that I don't know. I, I, I don't even know if it's worth mentioning, but it was one of those things. Watching it now in retrospect, um, there's that scene where RoboCop uh, gets called to help out that counts that councilman or whoever it is who's holding everybody hostage. Um, and he goes in and he breaks through the wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was, have you heard about, what was his name? Robert Dwyer. He was, same thing. He was like a councilman. And yes. He, he blew his head off on like live TV. Yes. Like yeah. Like in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. So I saw that and that immediately made me think of that thing. And I forgot to look it up. I was trying to do it right now. I think that kind of lines up where it, it's. Yeah, he died in 1987 by suicide. I think they threw that scene in that movie as like a, as an homage or homage? No, homage, homage to to that to that councilman who legit shot himself in the head. Yeah, but like oh, or if not, dude, power to Peter 
<laughs> for knowing that something like that was right around the corner that some councilman was going to like go crazy with a gun inside a government building, you know? Yeah. Like he had his finger on the pulse of yeah. that sort of stuff. Oh, they knew. They knew. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that was relevant. You had to share that. <laughs> All right. So we, we really love this movie. So we dug into the describing the rewatch Sorry, we, we quickly became like every other movie podcast there for a minute. But <laughs> all right, now here's here's our twist, all right? We're both parents, okay? Yeah. We we both have children, small children. So, you know, Andy, I, I will ask you, would you let your kid watch it? Oh, my gosh, man. Here's the thing. When we first did this idea, before I was a parent, no problem, but throw it on. Put it on the movie and everything like that, but in in recent in recent time, my 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 kid is now two, and it's one of those things where you start to see it as a parent. You notice that oh, the stuff that I let them watch, they start doing it. We watch some wrestling in the house, so now all of a sudden, my kid is just being a little bit more aggressive, and yeah. he's doing he's doing some body slams and everything like that. So now it's one of those things. I'm starting to you know, pump the brakes on these things. My kid likes to watch um, music videos. Well, so we'll just play random music videos and stuff. Yeah. And you have to watch this stuff. There was a Post Malone music video for the song Goodbyes. Have you seen that one? No, I, I, I'm against Post Malone. <laughs> so in the beginning, the very first shot of the video, uh, he's like, it's like a, uh, a 50 sort of vibe, you know, greasers. Oh, and okay. this dude stabbed Post Malone in the neck and then... He goes on the ground, and this dude just starts hacking at him. What? Yeah. It's hardcore. And I went, oh, no. And <laughs> my kid still loves this song. He he at the So Post Malone becomes a zombie in this video. And my kid will ask for, zombie Post Malone, zombie Post Malone. <laughs> he's, he's two, and he loves this song. But every single time I put it on now, I fast forward past that first minute and a half of the song. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want him to stab me in the neck. Right. <laughs> so, if I show my kid RoboCop, I'm going to get my dick shot off, and I and I cannot let that happen. As a parent now, I can't have my child walking around saying, "Bitches leave," because he's gonna do it. Yeah. So, yeah. As as much as I love this movie, I think I don't think I'm gonna let my young child watch this movie at this moment in his life i think that's a what good about, call what about you call. man you you have your kids are a young or older than mine yeah you know, yeah so, i've got so twins I, that are four uh at the time of this they're about to turn five and uh i've got a, a my daughter's eight and so your daughter is at that that sweet spot right now right you know, oh yeah she's from she, from when we saw it yeah what what do you think, man? <laughs> I think it's a it's like a it's a hell no. It's not even like uh, not even a thought that comes into my mind. I'm just I I saw this and I'm not I'm not like uptight, but I I just go like this is going to this is going to scar my child forever. And my boys, yeah, my boys are going to shoot each other in the dick. And then they're gonna like they're gonna they're gonna blow my arm off in the middle of the night. They're gonna make a potato gun or something, and they're gonna shoot me in the face with it. Indeed, like the, some some. These, it's gonna ruin them. It's gonna absolutely these, ruin them. Like there's no way 
I would do that. And I and I I thought then like, okay, well then when? When would I do it? And in my there head, I've crafted this scenario where I'm like, okay, well once once they all turn like 13, 14, like all bets are off. I I want to like go away for the weekend to like a cool place and be like, okay guys, we're going to watch every rad movie like yeah. all weekend. Mom doesn't want to see them. So we're going to watch <laughs> them and it's going to be awesome. And you're going to feel things and experience things and I'm going to tell you right now, ignore it. That's what everyone does. Just ignore it, you know. You're going to be like a a a movie sherpa for yes. your kids. Yeah, that's what I want to be. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guide them through. Yeah, I'll these, guide them these through. Feelings. But I'm not going to help with the trauma that they'll definitely experience being you know, spoon fed all this stuff or force fed all this stuff. Um, I'm going to just be like, did you see that right yeah. in the dick? <laughs> His arm is hamburger meat. Yeah. It was like this. Yeah, exactly. It's now the, that's me. Oh my gosh, man. You, yeah, I love that. I have all this rationale and you're just like, hell no. Oh, yeah. it's, it's No, it was I, immediate. Not even a second thought. It was like, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. My kids are, that. are too sensitive. <laughs> I fear that stuff, man, because like if if I didn't watch this with my parents, granted, I probably saw it much too young. I was going to watch this movie. I was going to I was going to track this movie down and watch it sometime yeah. in oh, my yeah. teens. Like I was going to find it with you guys probably. And we were going to watch it in your garage or something. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. and And that's. That's the other thing that's crazy about it. Like nowadays you can watch anything like you could see. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't, you know, our kids are still pretty young, but it's like our eight year old. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't have a a computer that she can use on her own. Like she uses one of our computers and, you know, we've set all the parental crap up and everything, but like, does she have a phone or anything or an iPad? No, Okay. No, she doesn't have that. We're we're super strict. I mean, we're yeah. I I want to not have her have anything until she's at least twelve. But you know, we'll see. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. I mean, eventually, I I think about that and I go like, dude, she's gonna they're gonna have everything. Like it's scary because I was the same way as you, dude. Like if I didn't see yeah. these movies, if I saw a thing or heard about a thing, I think as soon as I was able to ride my bike to the video store. I just rented whatever I wanted. And we will talk about that on future episodes because I rented some insane movies, including softcore pornos that I had no idea were softcore because they had robots on them and that's and robots are rad. And then when we, I got home, I'm like, there's so many boobs. Like, we, we, we grew up in a time when it was hard to find that stuff. So yeah, just, for sure. It's scary to think about like, I can just bring up anything in the yes. world yeah. right now. Right. And it's there. Yeah. yeah. I could be going to lemonparty.org anytime I want. <laughs> and you do. And I do. <laughs> All right. That's my right as a parent. <laughs> it is as a parent. Yeah, for sure. All you single people or you people without kids, get off a of lemon party. You don't get to go on that. <laughs> Glad we brought that back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, this is this is the section of the movie now where we we have uh, we, we have fun uh, a, a game or something cool that we can do. Normally, you know, not normally. Sometimes we'll have a guest uh, yeah. and you know play a game with them. Andy, you had an idea for a thing. Um, uh, so I, 
<laughs> do you want to jump into that or should I jump into the other thing first? The, uh... Whatever you feel, buddy. Go for it. All right. I had a, just like a couple like fun facts sort of things that I yeah. came up with first for the for this movie. So um, in 2014, they made a remake of this movie. The remake's not bad. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's serviceable. It's an okay movie. Yeah. But fans of this movie, <laughs> uh, they were pissed. They were mad. They were obviously mad, you know, rightfully mad. You know, it's a classic. You don't need to remake everything. Right. Just come up with new ideas, you know. Or call it Cyborg Cop and rip it off like any other movie did, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so what they decided to do is if they were going to make a remake, they were going to remake it on their own terms. And they put together uh, a movie called Our RoboCop Remake. It's still out there. You can uh, look it up on the Googles. I think it's on Vimeo for free. And you can watch it. And it is it is fantastic. It is full of just the greatest segments ever. What happened is these independent filmmakers each took a clip of the movie and put it all together with puppets and babies and dancing numbers. And it is a beautiful, beautiful fan made piece of art and love to a movie that means so much to so many people. And I recommend that you check that out. Um, And it has that classic dick shooting scene game that you were talking about (laughs) earlier where it's the it's the scene where RoboCop shoots the rapist in the dick, and they just take that scene and they expand on it for minutes and minutes and minutes yeah. of just every dick in the world coming out to a point where he where RoboCop is basically John wooing in a circle and just shooting <laughs> dicks off in a three sixty. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's and then you have that dude who just is completely nude yelling at RoboCop. Do it, do it! As his erect penis is just right there in sight, and just gets blown to smithereens. It is, it is the highlight of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other things that I uh, <laughs> wrote down here um, in Philadelphia, uh, there is a, a famous uh, Rocky Balboa statue. Um, yeah. you know, it's the one where he's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for years and years and years, uh, they've been trying to get a RoboCop one made, um, in Michigan, in Detroit, put it in, uh, Detroit and it was finally going to happen. Uh-huh. Um, and then COVID <laughs> messed that up again. No. Um, they were going to put it at the Michigan science center, uh, this huge giant, like 10, 12 foot, RoboCop statue, and it was going to just be there in Detroit. It was going to be awesome, but now the, the the science center is like, we don't have the money to have you guys move it, and they don't want to pay for it. So right now it's just like stuck in limbo. They have this giant heavy ass statue that's made, but just no one knows what to do with it. Oh, dude, if it's made, we need to we need to take up a, a collection for this thing. If it's already made. And that's where we're gonna get the GoFundMe started. All right, to put yeah. this to put this in your backyard. <laughs> yeah. So RoboCop, great movie, love it. We will not let our children watch it anytime soon. Andy, you got to tell me, man. Do you have any recommendations? What are you doing right now? Tell tell everyone what you're into. My my man, I just saw, and I I wonder if it's gonna be your same recommendation this week, and that's perfectly fine because. It is a fantastic movie that I think fits perfect with this with this podcast. There it is. It's a movie that I rented for like 
I was going to rent it, but I just bought it because I, I rolled the dice on it. It was amazing. It's a movie called PG Psycho Gorman. It is everything that you want in... It's, it's, it's essentially a love letter to the movies that we grew up watching. It is a fantastic riff on like movies like The Monster Squad and uh, Goonies and just... E.T. Uh, E.T. <laughs> and it is hysterical and gory and funny and just the music and it rips and it is so it is amazing Gabe what what do you have to say about this movie too dude that's exactly what I was gonna say I was gonna say like my recommendation right now the thing that I'm into is Psycho Gorman (laughs) Psycho Gorman I I, I saw this thing uh I saw it on on Instagram I follow a bunch of like weird awesome indie filmmakers and uh Steven Steven Costanzi Kostansky is uh, one that I follow and uh, dude's rad and he does gnarly crazy over the top stuff and uh, you know I saw he started posting about this I follow Guar um, you know mm. one of the best bands ever and uh, you know they were posting about this uh, a few months ago and when it finally came out I was like oh dude I have to yes this is mm-hmm. I gotta do this and I was like primed and ready i bought it and and i'm like yeah i'm gonna watch this is gonna be great and then yeah children and i didn't get around to watching it for like a month and i was like no shame on me i need to do this and i just closed everything out watched it one night and i was like this is my new favorite movie it is so crazy everything you said dude like yeah the it's it's a love letter to the the movies we're going to be recording uh, talking about on this podcast. It's a yeah. It's a love it's, letter to that whole era. The music's incredible. The effects are so rad. Did you I loved did you, it? Did you hear uh, Rody singing that song at the end? Yes. Yeah. Or Ro- Roddy, yeah. the singer from Protest. Oh, right. dude, it was <laughs> just like what the heck? So good. It was and, yeah. It was it's, it it was out of nowhere and. It was like, yeah, I, I just, it was so, so unexpected and so awesome. And, you know, the, the twists and turns they took us on, I just, I loved it. It was so much fun. Oh, and man. like, dude, I love the void. Like the void is such a rad, I, I still don't know like why that hasn't become like just one of the biggest movies ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess streaming sucks yeah and people don't talk about movies enough I, I, I guess i don't know but like the void is amazing and steven directed that and oh gosh i mean like that is modern day hellraiser it's so so good and so unique and everything and to see you know he took the same over the top amazing you know gore approach that he took for that movie but he in he interjected so much comedy so much like silly over the top fun stuff from our youth and the movies of our youth, like it, it's so it, great. You ha- everyone has to see Psycho <laughs> Gorman. It it is it is so fantastic. If if you're a fan of just awesome special effects, practical special effects, you know, yeah. and it, it is it, it, some of the costumes and it remind me of like a Power Rangers, yeah, you know, yeah, totally <laughs> episode. And it's 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 so good. It's so much fun. Buy it right now, and then go watch all the special features on on it because it's great. Right, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I, we didn't plan that, um, but that is definitely yeah. something that we're we're both recommending right now because we both saw it recently, and uh, yeah, I mean it's 
it's it's amazing indie film go support it super super cool exactly especially indie films go support indie films yeah marvel Um, and everybody's just gonna be fine you know right yeah (laughs) i mean go see marvel too yeah go see see what you want yeah if you're gonna steal a movie though steal steal a marvel movie yeah yeah pay money we're not advocating theft uh but if you are gonna steal i mean definitely steal if you are gonna shoot people in the dicks what (laughs) (laughs) on that note i think we did it dude i think episode one done yeah, uh, I'm just going to put out the, the plugs in there. So uh, make sure you follow us on all the bullshit, all the all the social medias. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok um, at Who Let You Pod on all those handles. And if you have questions or concerns or you just want to email us and we'll start, you know, mainly back and forth, you can email us at Who Let, it, who let You Pod at gmail.com. Thank you very much, Andy. I completely forgot about all those things. And uh, yes. I had it on my notes here. <laughs> I'm glad you did, dude. I completely <laughs> forgot. Uh, yeah. Thank. Uh, yep. That's how you find us and how you see what we're up to and uh, maybe even learn about uh, future episodes. So yeah. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. This was super fun, and yeah. we intend to make a bunch. So keep listening to them, and uh, we'll give you virtual hugs by way of this podcast. So um andy if you'd like you want would you like to wrap this up for us you got it yeah so uh this is andy diaz and gabe martinez reminding you to never watch anything in front of a child unless it's a film about a police officer who won't let anything stop him from protecting the mean streets of detroit amen thank you everybody thank you You've just heard a Doomsday Initiative podcast. Consult a physician.